0: when it comes to naming our business a lot of people get writer's block they don't know what to name their business they know what they want to sell they have a good idea of what their business should be like but when it comes to giving it a name they don't know what to call it so we're going to go over in the next three episodes some ideas and some tips on how to help you name your food business When it comes to naming your business, there's only four possibilities. They can be a real word that is relevant to the food industry, or it can be a real word that is not relevant to the food industry. It can also be a made-up word that sounds like it has to do with the food industry, or a made-up word that has nothing to do with the food industry. So those are the four options you got. So that kind of narrows down what you're going to call your business. So let's get into each of those. And I'm going to give you some real world examples because you're probably thinking, now Bill, some of those don't have real world examples. So here we go. A real word that is irrelevant to food. Okay, Jack in the box, Subway, Papa John's, Starbucks, Checkers. All of those are real words and they are irrelevant to the food industry now because of marketing and the ability of those companies marketing programs you may have heard some of those and thought about food if you're familiar with jack in the box you probably thought about hamburgers if you know about subway you probably were thinking more about a sandwich than you were about getting from one side of town to the other in an underground tunnel papa john's that's pizza starbucks is coffee checkers it's a game but it's also a burger place so all of that comes down to marketing How those companies, marketing department, got across that connection between a non-relevant term and turned it into being relevant to a food business. The next set of options for you would be words that are real, but then also relevant to food. And here's some examples of those. Red lobster, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Steak and Shake, Waffle House, Dunkin' Donuts, In-N-Out Burgers. All of those are real words that immediately say food. There are some exceptions to whether this is a good idea or a bad idea. For example, Olive Garden clearly is a food word, but they don't specialize in olives. But it works because people associate, again, through marketing, Olive Garden means Italian food. Waffle House, for example, if someone was not familiar with what a Waffle House is, and all a Waffle House is is a diner that operates 24 hours a day. They obviously specialize in waffles, but they do... Other foods as well, like hamburgers. So if you're driving down the highway and you're hungry at two in the afternoon and you see a sign for Waffle House, you might drive on by because you don't know that Waffle House also sells hamburgers. But if you see that Burger King logo, you know, hey, I want a burger and they sell burgers. So when you tie your business down to a single food product, while it seems smart, it could limit you in the future because you never know when a certain product is going to fall out of favor here's a case in point. I mentioned Kentucky Fried Chicken. Most of you guys are probably more familiar with KFC. KFC stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken. But when fried chicken fell out of favor with people, oh my goodness, it's going to kill you because it's cooked in grease, cooked in animal fat, and you're going to die from cholesterol. So KFC changed their name. So instead of it being called Kentucky Fried Chicken, It's now called KFC. Still Kentucky Fried Chicken. They still sell a ton of fried chicken, but the name isn't as negative when you just call it KFC. Locking yourself down to specific food or a specific cooking method may not always work out to be the best thing for your future. So now let's get into the made-up words. You can have a made-up word that is irrelevant to food, and you're thinking, well, Bill, wouldn't all made-up names be irrelevant to food? Well, I'll give you some examples in a second that are made-up. They're not real words, but they imply and sound like food. But right now we're going to talk about those non-word irrelevant names. Quiznos, Qdoba, Boca, Arby's. All of those are made up words. Quiznos was made up to sound European. Qdoba was made up to sound Mexican or Spanish. Boca is the first two letters of the owner's last names. And then Arby's, which sells roast beef, originally was just a way of cramming the letter R and the letter B together to create a name, Arby's. And of course, they sell roast beef. And if you're thinking about that commercial that came out years ago that said, Arby stands for America's Roast Beef, yes, sir, that's a marketing ploy. That was not their original acronym. Their name was Arby's, R and B for roast beef. Now, if you're asking me, Bill, what is Boca? Boca is a very well-known restaurant in Chicago. So if you go and ask a local in Chicago, where's Boca? They can point you in the right direction. Qdoba, again, was made up to sound Mexican or Spanish. And they sell Mexican and and Latin American foods. Quiznos sells subs. But the marketing department had to create that connection between a made-up word that no one knows what it means and a toasted sub. Now, you want to talk about the smaller company, influencing the industry, Subway didn't used to toast their bread. But guess what? When Quiznos came about and a lot of people said, hey, a toasted sub is really good, Subway added on toasting bread. Now let's get to the non-word relevant sounding names. So here's some examples. Wing stop. It's a compound word made up of the word wing and stop. But when you put it together, it's wing stop. Where you go to get chicken wings chick-fil-a that is not a word but it does sound like it could be a word because it's just a breakdown of the word chicken with the word filet cramming together and you have chick-fil-a Krispy cream now you're saying bill those are both real words yes they are but Krispy cream brand spells them with k's taking it out of being a real word whataburger so they took a phrase and turned it into a name now you also got to understand that when you're getting into made- up sounding words or made up names, that sometimes it could be a little confusing because you've created a puzzle and the brain wants to figure out what the puzzle. So when somebody reads wing stop" and since it's all crammed together as a single word, it could be read as wing stop. It could also be read as wings top. So now you're kind of confused. What exactly does this mean? The same with Whataburger. Since it's all written together as a single word, Your brain's trying to break it apart and turn it into words it can understand. And then when it realizes it's a phrase, is the phrase read, what a burger? Or is it read with excitement as in, what a burger? So you can't always convey the excitement when you cram words together. Another common thing for creating that made-up word is to use a Z in place of an S or KW in place of QU, IO in place of Y. Anytime that you use a non word relevant, it shows it allows the the food business to feel both unique but also familiar at the same time. Chick fil A seems like it should be real. But you know they sell chicken that feels familiar, so you know what you're getting into. Now, food truckers tend to go for clever names. They like iteration, which is using the same syllables or the same letters in two different words, like Peter Parker, for instance. Or they like to do ridiculously long names, and they often ask for help in naming their business. I always tell people just to keep it simple. There's only these four choices I've been talking about today. Now, we're going to talk about what marketing can do for you and help you with your name, no matter which route you go. But what I want to end with is understand that whatever your name is, it only has to have meaning to one person, and that's you. Because you want to be super proud of being able to say that name. And if you're super proud when you say, Welcome to my food truck, and then give the name of the food truck, that's the perfect name for your business. Then it's up to you to market it on your social media and through physical marketing activities to get people to associate the name of your business with the kind of food that you sell and the kind of service that you give. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.